welcome to the Your Neighborhood Onis podcast with Bria and Naj. Uh, this podcast creates a safe place for your unpopular opinions. We are an honest podcast. If we don't like something, you will know we don't like it. Because uh, if you really love your bias, you will talk trash about your bias. That's just how it works on this podcast. So as a disclaimer, if you hear something you don't like, we're not sorry. We said what we said. And you will hear what we said at the end of the podcast as well. So as I said, my name is Bria. My bias groups right now are Dreamcatcher and Luna. Uh, I have many bias groups, but those are the two I follow right now. And I've been a fan for eight long years. I've spent too much money, too much time, but you know what? I regret nothing. So Naj, introduce yourself. Hello, I am Naj. I am Bria's co-host on this podcast and my bias groups that I follow right now is mainly BTS, but I will be always waiting for Big Bang to come back. As you should. And I've been a fan since 09, so over 10 years now. So since we got our introductions on the way, I think we could get started on this podcast. Okay, so our first segment is news and scandals of the week. So what happened this week? Comebacks. Comebacks <laughs> happened this week. And the main one is going to be 17. Because we both follow 17 at this moment. So 17 released their new eight mini album, Your Choice. The title track was Ready to Love. Um, it's been postponed due to staff having COVID. And Bria, do you have any more info on this information? Um, I just think it's wild that they're like, hey, we got this video that we've been hyping it up for a month. But guess what? We got a quarantine for two weeks and we can't promote it. So now, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they released the NV, so that's good. But promotion wise, they because of COVID, we got to understand that they have to take precautions and all that. But the group doesn't even have it. Like they got tested. They don't have it. They still the got staff is what got to get them all there. There's and how many members again? They they're supposed 13, to do. There's 13 members like. You know, they probably have like two managers at least having to know, run who, around. Who were the managers around? Who were these staff members around? Like, if you know that you like your group is preparing for a comeback, I'll be in my house minding my business. But they have to go out and do different things to get promotions ready to get them out. They have to, the staff, the stylists have to go out and get the clothing. They have to go to radio places. They have to go to these music shows and tell them, okay, we're going to be there guys. And they also have to get them. They're going to meet different people. It's nope. COVID it, to everybody. is they still, weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. And now 17 now. <laughs> has to wait two weeks to promote the song that they worked very hard on. But at the end of the day, people are letting go of the whole COVID precautions. I don't know how it is in Korea. Oh, Korea Maybe they're a, more like, strict a mess with than the how we are over here in America. So I oh, know Korea but, like has not vaccinated anybody like they're I think they vaccinated like 7% of the country. 
to give you a reference, America has vaccinated like 45% of the country. Korea is at like 7%. Yes. So none of your faves are vaccinated. Your yeah. bias is not vaccinated. I'm vaccinated, but my I'm bias <laughs> isn't. I would like I would give all the Dreamcatcher, all of Luna. If I I would go get the vaccine for them and they can have a concert over here in America because Korea needs to get it together. It's not that Korea needs to get it together, in my personal opinion. It's more of the fact that they're taking, they're not that sure about the vaccines, I think. Over here in America, everybody assumes the vaccines are the best things to go by, but we don't exactly know. We not, we're not going to know the longing effects of COVID and this vaccine is going to have on the body until years of research, so... Okay, but in those years, that's of why research, I'm not vaccinated. I want a concert. I, I didn't get the vaccine <laughs> for a reason. Years of research that I rather depend on. I mean, the flu shot, I used to not get it all the time. I waited and seen if I think I should get the flu shot this year because it's going to be my personal choice outside of when I turn 18, you know? So I understand the why they don't want to get the vaccine. I, I get it because I'm not, I didn't get it. <laughs> So, so say, say there's side effects to the vaccine 15 years from now, like that's when side effects show up in those 15 years, you know how many concerts I can have? I don't care. Like, I don't care. I do not care. Yeah. But that, but they do care. And I, I know I should care. That. Like I care. I know COVID is very dangerous. Like I fully understand that, but I, like, I'll just take my chances with the side effects from the vaccine if I can get Dreamcatcher doing odd eye in front of my face. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I, I'd rather wait it out. <laughs> but if Big Bang wants to have a comeback at any moment right now, I'm ready to go and die on this sword for it. Okay. <laughs> You're going to get vaccinated for Big Bang? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what they need to do to get people motivated to get vaccines. Have, like, Groups that haven't performed together in 10, 15 years, bring them back. Like if, like the uh, concert they just did. If, if you told me after school was doing a tour in America or Nine Muses, you know how many people would get the vaccine to go to the concert? The fact that after school was there, I was like, I want this. I've been meaning to have groups that no one talks about nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was part of that era back in the days of the 09s and up until like the 2012 that era to me was like one of the best I I love that era it was the best it was wild crazy wild and have to worry about a lot of things (laughs) back then (laughs) and I loved it I mean so many people were outed but (laughs) so many great people were still in that era (laughs) I'm just taking away the the, the nonsense that I <laughs> I still love the era. <laughs> I love what I got out of it. <laughs> so yeah, we can segue into uh, other news. Yes. So the me. MMTG concert. Yes, that we were talking about. Yes, we got After School. We got Nine Muses. We got 2 p.m. We got Shiny. Amazing. All Just those amazing. all those things right there is what what I got into K-pop for. Yeah. Every one of those groups is what started me, honestly, in K-pop. They even brought back Becca 
from after school. Becca was like, oh, gee, after school. Yes. I, I just love after school. Diva, everything. Ugh. Bang. They bang. They diva. I just love everything about after school. I understand the concept of graduation, but we did have a good lineup at one point. I know. I don't know what happened. I guess because they had to stick with the whole graduation, but maybe they should have took at some points and was like, rewind. <laughs> no, thank you. We're going to keep dream. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. They should have pulled the, the NCT dream and just said, we just going to get rid of this graduation mess. Yeah, Poor they should have because they had Poor a Mark. great lineup. Mm-hmm. They could have kept it. And it's sad, but there were other news about Nine Muses that we have seen pop yes. up in the articles. <laughs> yeah, so Nine Muses did have nine people at one point, but if you notice at the concert, there were not nine people. So one of the members, Lee Sem, took to social media saying basically said y'all can't give me a phone call I'm not busy I was in the group too where's my phone call and then uh some of the members were like uh hold up sis so Ewaren and Hannah also went to social media and basically said you left on your own because you wanted to uh they said you left the fan basically said you left the fans in the dust you was in the group for two seconds and you just left up and out of nowhere and that she was being selfish and no, you cannot like sing with us basically. So then Lee Sam came back and was like, oh, I'm sorry, yada, yada, this. Uh, what did she say? Yeah, she says she left. And from what I got from her apology, she left and then regretted leaving. So Nine Muses wasn't like doing the best at the time. Like they like, they had fans, but they weren't like black pink. So they were doing the best. So I think she, at the time, she was like, why am I here? I barely get lines. Like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. So nine muses, they were just like all models, basically. They just got a bunch of tall, pretty people and threw them in the group. Oh, yes. That's what I remember. The whole concept of um, these like uh, race girl concept. Because I think one group has that whole race girl concept. I can't remember their name. But they were just the concept of pretty models, mm-hmm. you know. Hopefully they can sing, guys, and dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So then what I got from Lee Sum's apology was, like I said, that she left the group at the time. And then she kind of like started regretting leaving the group. And now that... There's like a resurgence of non-muses fans. She's like, can I come back now? But she doesn't feel like she deserves to come back because she admits that she was the one who left. So. Yeah, that is true. She did leave. So I understand she has regrets and things like that. And she wanted to be there. And the group, well, they have their choice. Well, they didn't want her back. Then they didn't see the need to have her there. Mm-hmm. So it's their choice. <laughs> yeah. And then even uh Sarah too, because they did dolls and Sarah sings pretty much the entire song because she was like the main vocalist of the group. So she uploaded a reaction to the performance and she's like, oh, 
that's that's my voice on the backtrack <laughs> but she's not there but I think what she said was they kind of agree that the members that performed at the concert should be the ones who were in the final lineup of the group because Sarah left kind of early on too okay so yeah. hers was more like I guess they it was agreed upon that okay I won't be there but Lee Sam was like Y'all didn't even call me and ask my opinion. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think she just wanted just acknowledgement of like, okay, you just just tell me not to be there then. Right. It, and I guess that's the whole concept of like, guys, I was here before some of y'all were even here. So yeah, I think just have some respect the, like- for the ones that did start off and be like, oh, okay, just give me a heads up, things like that. Especially if you're doing this whole concept of bringing back the group and performing as a reunion type of thing so Mm -hmm. because we have seen certain groups do reunions because many groups especially girl groups have been Mm -hmm. dropping like flies from the og days (laughs) yes yes yes, so it when there's a reunion talk we're all assuming that everybody's gonna be there not sure but like Kara because I think there was like a gathering not like a like a performance or anything and the you know the person that was added in like at the last minute of Kara yes and I don't think she was there present in this whole like get together situation Mm. can't remember how far again it was back but in my head, I was just like, eh, understandable. I wonder if they called her or not, but <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable want... if they wanted to have a reunion of the OGs, you know, what they've mm-hmm. been through, because she did come at the last minute and then they all just disband. Mm-hmm. You know, she hardly got much into she got her the two door. seconds. Yeah. And they tried to seconds. throw her and they tried to throw her in card for a hot second. <clears throat> No, and the no. debut song. I got, was not here for that. They just got her voice. I was not here for that card nonsense. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't. <laughs> the hidden okay, card the thing card, was not for me. The <laughs> card had a glow up. Okay, they had a glow. Yes, up. and I love the glow up of just those four. <laughs> okay, I wasn't here for the whole hidden card crap. I hate when. <laughs> companies do that i don't need a hidden character okay i don't want to be looking through an mv poking my head to see if here's wally situation i i don't care tell me the lineup so i can invest my time and energy into this lineup remember when red velvet was supposed to do that yes they like, were in the, the happiness video wally there was nonsense. all these girls and everybody was like, oh they're going to be new members and then they added one person I know. It was just like, what the hell are you talking about? Everybody was looking through these MVs, trying to figure out who who was it. Mm-hmm. People was being detectives. And I was like, I don't need to be a detective. Tell me <laughs> the lineup. <laughs> like, why wasn't she there from the get-go? Did you just needed her to do something? I don't even know why she wasn't there from the beginning. To be honest with you, I don't know. It was probably for hype, but I just don't like the concept. Because it just seems very annoying then don't don't even get into luna don't even because you just described luna (laughs) are they well luna's done adding people but the process of them adding people there's a whole luniverse 
that like I saw a video explaining it that was 45 minutes long and I said like I got time for this today just like NCT whereas a whole bunch of nonsense that you're hearing and then and they just tell me you just want to add people just add people okay stop telling me theories and all these concepts because tell me you just want to add making people. it up you you had too many trainings and you just want to add people okay <laughs> and then they just tell me that you had too many trainees lined up you don't feel like making an actual new group so you're just going to add people because mm-hmm. that's what sm tried to do and then i realized it makes more money to add a new group than to just add people that that's the whole point with NCT. Why do you think he's trying to stop it? Because he realized he can make more money just adding a new group. That's why he went with Super M too. <laughs> like it's it, it's more money, more like promotion wise. So on other news, uh, let's just start off with the whole penthouse. Oh Lord, I saw Season that mess. three, the racist new character portrayal. So I know you don't watch Penthouse, the drama. No. And I keep up, but I have not watched any of the seasons yet. I only watched the highlights because I was not expecting this drama to get to three seasons. Because <laughs> what drama goes to three seasons back to back? I mean, there was no breaks. It was literally back to back. I didn't have to wait a year to catch up on the drama. So this incident was just mind-blowingly stupid because <laughs> it's such a great concept for the show I did love the fact that they are at three seasons and that the fact of the matter is they kept everybody from the first season in the storyline which is a remarkable seeming well let me just say there's going to be spoilers. So if you have not catch up or watch Penthouse and want to catch up, please skip over this part because <laughs> I'm about to have some spoilers for you. So the whole concept of this new character is to be about the fact that the original person who is his twin character, I forgot names at this point. But the actor itself, he's playing twins as of right now for season three. I didn't realize he had a twin until now. I don't think anybody realized that. (laughs) Because another character in the show also had a twin. And they did the whole concept of they thought she died, but her twin was the one that actually died. And she played her twin. And we got a reveal about who actually died between the twins. This is some soap opera mess. Yes, it's a soap opera. It's literally a soap opera. So the fact that he's supposedly supposed to be dead, the original twin, and now Mm -hmm. his twin from America is coming. And he's supposed to be this character of a tattooed up dreadlocks wearing thugs swagging out out here in the streets <laughs> yeah i, I <laughs> really saw the picture out of nowhere i was just like i understand they want to do a contrast of the different personalities between the two members i mean the two characters but but what a contrast it was it was contrast that didn't need to go that far it did not why why everything that he was wearing why is, is he a drug lord like wh- what is this 
What country did he come from? They made him darker too, didn't they? It it literally made it look like he came from some Rastafarian forest (laughs) out from the jungles of somewhere I don't know. It's a whole drug lord type of situation. Mm -hmm. And it's just weird because I have never seen anybody that's supposed to be Asian dressed like that anywhere to that Mm -mm. extent. No, the, well, the last place I saw it was probably in like the Ichima video. Ichima is trash. Yes, yes, it is. Trash <laughs> at its highest form of trash. <laughs> that whole nonsense was no, no, a no, no, <laughs> no. Cultural appropriation at its best. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it was. The mockery, I guess. Oh, no, no. <laughs> But at least he didn't go as far with the whole what this guy is wearing. Because yeah. what is he supposed to be? Like I said, I didn't watch the episode. I only know based on what I saw. And this was this was just wrong on so many levels. And it went through so many people to get the approval. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand how did we get here so fast and so wrong. Well, that's what a lot of people were upset about because the actor apologized, but now people are like, okay, what about all the staff that approved this? What about everybody? Yeah, because the, the actor himself, he was technically raised in America. So mm-hmm. everybody's like, you should know better. And it's like, he's an actor. It's either if he doesn't do it because they already killed off his character, <laughs> they could just get someone else to do it. It's a soap opera. They're doing this for a dramatic effect. Anybody can be replaced. And if they notice that he's saying no to it, everybody else in the industry in Korea is going to be like, well, he's difficult. Because we all know it's easy to say an uh, actor is difficult when they say no to something. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that much stronghold. So it's either he's going to do it or not. And I don't think he realized it was going to get this far in the pr- approval ratings of everybody else. Because it was the broadcast people, the people writing it, the people shooting it, the directors, everybody. Not one person thought to themselves, ah, this is racist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is very much cultural appropriation racist. Because it's, the whole point of bringing this character is to be shock value to a whole soap opera concept. Mm-hmm. But this is just, it went too far. Why? It was not needed. Yeah, so now we're waiting on apologies from everybody else who was involved in this. I don't care for an apology at this point. <laughs> it's literally just, just don't do this anymore. Like, yeah, like y'all should know better at this point. It's, it's not of, I didn't know. It's more of like your, your show was doing so well. It's supposed to be a soap opera. It's supposed to be shocking. You do not have to go this route. Just because he's supposed to be American- and raised in America doesn't mean he has to look like this, guys. Because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a Korean American. And please, I, I don't see Korean Americans walking around like this. I'm sorry, nope. but no. No, th- this is not it. Even if they do like a genre of music, this is not how they're walking around and acting mm-hmm. at all. This was just trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really bad. Okay, then the next, the next bit of news. Kwang Soo is leaving Running Man. I hate to see him go, you know? It's for me. 
for me personally, Kwang Su is the OG cast member. And he started mm-hmm. off the whole nonsense. He he's the Asian prince, Prince of Asia. <laughs> like he he got all these nicknames. He started so many different just trends, this and that. He got running man to where it is along with all the other OG cast members. I learned the Korean word for giraffe just from all the running man that I watched. I learned so many things from Kwansu, like betrayal. Yes. <laughs> Feel touch cross. <laughs> like such so many things. Like running even if I didn't have so the subs good. back when it started out and I didn't have the sub because I watched every episode from the beginning up until Gary left. Yeah, same. I fell off after Gary left. (laughs) Up until Gary left. But up until that point, I, when things weren't subbed yet, every time I seen Field Tough's Cross, I knew what it meant, even if it was in Korean. Mm -hmm. And I don't know any Korean, honestly. (laughs) I am a basic on the Korean knowledge (laughs) speaking, you know? I can like, my Korean, it's getting better. Yes. I can read and write it and stuff, but like I learned so much just watching Running Man. Like I know every single animal in Korean because of all the animal episodes of Running Man. Yes. And Kwang Su, Kwang Su, he gave us entertainment at his best. So much entertainment. He was literally so my much. favorite. He became on the Man. villain for everybody on that show because of all his nonsense. All his nonsense. Yes, and I love him for being that villain because my younger self was literally like, I hate you. Why are you <laughs> like this? He could have won. <laughs> yeah, I just loved his relationships with all the cast members. Like him and Gio always fighting. Yes, like, he's the only person I think that could literally come out and just literally fight everybody. I mean, everybody, regardless of your gender, <laughs> your age. Kong Su was giving you those hands. Yes. <laughs> I remember he slapped her across the face one time. I know. And she came back. Right. <laughs> and slapped him back. Like, yo, yo, you ain't gonna slap me and get away with it. <laughs> but he was always one of the people people had problems with, you know, K nets, you know, mm-hmm. their issues on everything and everything. <laughs> so he's always, he's always been about. like. He shouldn't have done that. He's supposed to have respect towards all his cast members because he is the youngest. Well, at the time mm-hmm. before Gary left, he was the youngest. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's an entertainer. This is what he's doing it's for entertainment and things like that. So it's sad to see him go. I have not been up to date on any of the new stuff because, like I said, I was here for the OG stuff. Yes. <laughs> It's not that the new people are bad or in any way like that. It's just that I don't find them as funny. And the concept of the show isn't like how it used to be. And I understand that the members are getting older. And they they had too many injuries. And they can't do it like they used to do. And all the like producers that were there in the beginning, they all moved on to other things. So like the games aren't as good. The stories aren't as good. It just doesn't have the same um, connect, like the connection that I grew up watching. Because like Running Man was one of those dramas. I mean, one of those variety shows 
that I got into in the beginning of my research into K-pop and stuff because I did start on the K-drama, K-variety side before I got to the music. Mm-hmm. So Running Man was definitely my first one of those K-variety shows where I was hooked on, watch every week, ready. Even if there were no subs, I would literally watch the whole video. Not know nothing, left when they left. <laughs> and we'll go back and rewatch it again. <laughs> yeah, Running so. Man was the first variety show I found because Big Bang is the group that got me into K-pop. So I watched their episode of Running Man where all they did was do the name tag uh, hide and seek. And I was crying laughing the whole time. So then yes. even after that, I just kept watching Running Man. And then I found other groups off of Running Man. Yeah, the Running Man was definitely, and it's still good, still able to hold its place into all these type of variety shows out nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm so stuck on the OG days. So it's hard for me to be, you know, still here. <laughs> yeah, still here. We don't know like- how it's going to affect the, you know, the entertainment value for me with Kong Su leaving. But I think the show is coming to a close, in my personal opinion. I feel so with all the injuries that the cast members are facing, it's going to be hard for all of them to continue this energy for the show, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of our last topics which is very sad news and very heartbreaking news is the suicide attempt of him Chan from BAP. And this incident for me was just, it's just very sad that all his scandals led down to this situation at the moment. Cause I'm not here to debate about whether or not I believe the incident that happened with him between that girl and whatnot. It's just that a lot of things led to this situation from the scandal with him and the girl and the sexual assault to his DUI and now his now being convicted for his sexual assault against her. So we can all see why he might have decided he needed to do this, but I'm so grateful for the people around him, his friends and his family for catching and seeing the signs before we were let down to even more tragic incident of Mm -hmm. him losing his life. So I'm very grateful for that because I believe if he has done what he has done and been convicted for what he has been convicted for, he has every right to appeal it. And I wish he, if he believes so, he's not responsible and not wrong in this situation to to continue to fight it and to, you know, advocate his case. And if the court still doesn't take his side, then punishment is the only way to go in this situation because mm-hmm. the law at the end of the day was served and we gotta uphold by 
what the law says at the end of the day. So he has to, you know, go ahead and face his charges, even if he doesn't believe so. But it's the court and the justice system to decide that, not us. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, it's it's a lot of like he says, she said with this case. So based on this, like him chance out of the story, it was a misunderstanding that got blown way out of proportion. Yeah. But um, yeah, so... I, I I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, because I, I don't I believe the... that he should take that route because I never did like it, regardless of what situation or action the person has committed. I don't believe taking your life is the way to go. I yeah, believe I don't think suicide is ever the answer, but yeah, and it's, it's better to that own up has to been your mistakes and actions and you know face those laws. And the punishment that comes along with it and to grow as a better person honestly mm-hmm. like i know there's some crimes out there i believe are unforgivable for this incident i believe he can grow and understand from this situation it's a very it's a very compli- complicated situation for me because i don't think it, the situation should have even gotten to this point like yes. I, based on based yeah. on what I've read, it seemed like a misunderstanding yeah. that got blown out of proportion. Yeah, but it was also the same year when all those big things were happening too. So yeah, maybe that played a part into why it got this far. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of issues on both sides that probably led to this. I'm not here to accuse anybody of anything. I just know what I saw and read from back when it first got released to the news and I heard about it. I've been peeking in here and there on the case. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have an exact side to anything. Because then the end of the day, we weren't there. Only two people were there at the moment mm-hmm. and they both each have their sides to it. And mm-hmm. I know at some point there is a truth to it. There's his side, her side, and what the truth is. So he can appeal it, honestly. And I wish he will fight still to appeal it. He has every right to if he doesn't believe he's guilty of anything. Mm-hmm. So as long as he's here another day to fight for his case, then mm-hmm. he has every right to. And, and on that note, let's take a break. So the topic for this week's episode is being a multi-stand fan. Me and Naj are both multi-stand fans and it has been a journey. So at at the peak (laughs) of being a multi-stand fan, I was probably following like 20 groups. It was actually ridiculous. Wow. Wow. At my peak, uh, I wouldn't say I was a hardcore I'm that like fandom name like I'm the part of that fandom but I was literally watching every comeback for every group hardcore Mm -hmm. and variety show tv show probably around the same amount of people like 20 because I was in 
I was following everybody from the second era and third era that was still active, honestly. Mm-hmm. That were from big labels, to be honest. There were not a lot of small groups from small labels that I were really following, unless it became a big thing like BTS in the 80s. <laughs> so if you aren't from the, the main th- three big companies or from companies that are known for like groups that are very good like Paldus, Cube and Pletus. all that. Pletus, yeah. Cube and all that. Then I wasn't really following you. <laughs> See, I was following everybody. So I See, you're not really into girl groups. So I was into yes. all the girl groups, boy groups, everything in between. So like see, in the beginning, in the beginning of my K-pop journey, I did follow a good majority of girl groups. So that's when girl groups were like not doing as much cutesy stuff. Like you had four minute, 21. But yeah, I have a variety of cute and hardcore songs, which I loved. It was the perfect (laughs) time for me. I had 21, like. I didn't have to go cute. If I wanted to go cute, I could go back to GG. If (laughs) I wanted to see some hardcore rap and stuff, I could go back to 21. Like I had it both ways. So at that time, girl groups were the best, man. I had options. Everybody had a different style and concept at that time. Mm -hmm. You had brown eyed girls. Brown brown eyed girls were in their own category of things. I, you had girl generation that wanted to go cute and energetic 21 that wanted to be edgy and you had uh, miss a miss a that wanted to be bubbly fx that wanted to stand on their own accord of this is who we are difference you know fx was like a struggle group that didn't have to be a struggle group it like, didn't SM make made them sense a struggle group. why they were a struggle group. They were coming a from struggle group. SM. Like, I don't know how those two things go together, but for FX, it, <laughs> that's what they were. They didn't have a fandom name for like seven years. I did. I never understood why SM did not like FX. It wasn't like FX was struggling and getting fans to like them. That's they were getting popular. fans. They were popular internationally. They they could bring a crowd if you say FX was gonna perform. So I didn't understand why no one liked them. They were on variety shows. All the members tried to do something. Yeah, SM did not do a good job with FX. Did not at all. It was one of SM groups that was very multicultural because mm-hmm. not everybody was Korean. Mm-hmm. Not everybody was born in Korea, too, or lived in Korea. They were the leader, Victoria, who was, I think, from China. Mm-hmm. She came and learned how to speak Korean and stuff like that. You have um, the Amber, Amber from Canada, I believe, or was it L.A.? I can't remember. From LA. I can't remember. It's, all, it's out of L.A., Canada. I keep on getting her, Henry, like twins you know to me like <laughs> twins to me <laughs> so i can't remember exactly where she's from Dumfries is from america and crystal's from america not really because her and jessica <laughs> did kind of live in america for a little bit so they were kind of americanized to a certain extent mm-hmm. so 
Uh, it was what's that member name? I forgot her name. Luna. Yes, Luna was the only one I think was really pure Korean. And so, in the sense of only grew up in Korea, born and all that. So, in Sully, too. <sighs> Sully. Oh, Sully. I keep on forgetting because it's hard for me to mm-hmm. acknowledge everything. Mm-hmm. It's Sully. Oh, it still pains my heart Same. with Sully because I love the fact that she was different. She wasn't the standards that Korea put on idols. She voiced her opinions and got too much hate for it, which was not fair mm-hmm. at all. Just not fair. See, that's like one of the hard things of being a multi-stand fan. You love too many people. You love so many people. And when you see so many groups coming back at the same time, and you notice the group that you love win the trophy, but the group right behind them, you know. You also love. <laughs> you also love them too. And you're like, they deserve it too. You know, can't we they all deserve that music show win. They've been, been dying for it. You know, like they, they, they honestly depend on if they're going to have the next album if they don't win at this mm-hmm. point. Because you had groups like Emma um, and Black, oh, who I'm I Black. thought should have been got music shows wins. And Black should have been. Trophies, that's a whole other episode. Awards. Groups that should have been more popular. They should have been more popular. It, it, was, it was stolen from them so much, and it made no sense. So sad and Black. Oh, and Black. And another thing about being a multi-stan is the whole concept of albums, sales, all those things that what people consider you being a fan is getting the albums and things like that. And I'm going to say this right now. I don't have albums like that. Most of the albums I receive is from my group of friends (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Let me be honest with you. I I hardly buy albums. And if I'm going to buy an album, it's only going to be one. I'm not going to get the collection. I don't have yeah, the funds four to get the collection. Of the same thing. Like, I, I don't have the funds to get the collection. I don't have the space mm-hmm. to get the collection. Once I get to that mental space and finance space, I'll do it. And I get <laughs> it. But I'm a multi-stand that just don't have the funds. I started. Yeah, I go broke <laughs> for a concert. Yes. I use all that money that I don't spend on albums goes to concerts, which is why I've been to probably 50 concerts. Yes. So I still went broke. Don't get us wrong. We're still broke. Yes. So very much so. Concerts, not albums. Yes. I went broke on the concerts. My biggest, biggest spending was definitely BTS when oh, I did God. MetLife the first time. So just so y'all know, we have been to every BTS concert on the East Coast, and I'm talking all of them. We were at Red Bullet in New York, and we got snubbed. Yeah, we got we, didn't we got get our snatched high touch. for our That's high another touch. episode where we just vent about that. That was the heartbreaking moment of my when life. When I tell y'all, I cried. We cried. We, we cried. were in New York City. You know how it is in New York City at that time of night. Right. When we found we out we were not getting New York crying touch. over not being able to touch BTS. A mess. Oh my God. It, 
yes we have to have another episode on that situation because that we was have a the, whole episode about concerts you guys that was nothing but yes that BTS episode the concert when it came to my life for the first time you had scored yourself some floor seats I mean oh, floor yep. Yo, standing we were up. the second row <laughs> you were standing up it's popped up <laughs> In the middle of the night. No, what was it? It was like the middle of the afternoon. Randomly yes. popped up on Ticketmaster. We were in a park. Just having to be checking Ticketmaster. Second row seats popped up. You, We screamed in the park. In a public park, we screamed. Because we got second row seats to BTS. We were looking like a whole fool in the dark. <laughs> yes, we looked real crazy. But you know what? We did not care. Because when the day came, oh. We had, we had I, I enjoyed game. being Splash when J-Hope did his Just Dance. I enjoyed yes. it. Even though I ran <laughs> from the water. I enjoyed it. Oh my gosh. I, I forgot about that. Because <laughs> we had the we had light up posters, you guys. We almost got electrocuted yes. for J-Hope. Man, we had all that ready. And that ticket wasn't that bad. Because when it comes to being getting a ticket when a concert is actually sold out and you have to go to StubHub. Oh Lord. StubHub. The 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 place where they rip your dreams into shreds and ask you, are you rich enough? <laughs> There's been so many StubHub tickets where I get it and then I like it comes to me and I print it and it just looks so sketchy. Everything like, about it. Did I just send so money fake? on a fake ass ticket? Well you know see I was calling StubHub customer service and they're like oh it's fine. I'm like no look at this ticket it is not fine i bought a ticket two tickets for close to a thousand dollars altogether. oh god and literally i in my head i kept wondering to myself was this real did i get <laughs> juke did i get lied i was literally on the day of the concert when they scanned it in my head i was in my head thinking oh i'm gonna get rejected I'm about to be made a fool and I see BTS <laughs> right now. <laughs> that was me with uh, Monster X at NJPAC when they went to New Jersey. Oh, that's the one I missed. Yeah, they went to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center and I had to get StubHub tickets. And when I tell y'all, so I got the, I think it was like a VIP one. So they had to like actually check your ticket before they scanned it so you could get the uh, laminate and everything and the wristband. And they were like, I don't know, this don't look right. So then they told me, they were like, go get it scanned. If it works, then come back and get your laminate and wristband. Luckily it's scanned. But what if I was a bad person? I could have lied instead mm-hmm. of scanned. Like they weren't checking. Yeah. That's another one. So at CL too. So at CL's concert, it was like, it was just hella unorganized. I forget where, it was in New York, but I forget the venue it was unorganized not CL's fault just like the venue staff unorganized but um so I I just get in a line because nobody knows anything so I get there get in a line I walk in and they're handing out like high touch wristbands and like the guy is just handing them out like not checking tickets and a part of me wanted to be a not good person and just like go up and get a wristband because who cares but then before I could even decide whether or not to be a good person, an actual staff member who knew what they were doing came up and was like, no, you need to check tickets. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I did not have a high touch ticket. So I walked my ass up to the balcony and enjoyed the show from there. 
Yeah. Cause, but if I like, if I was in the mood that day, I might've just said, yes, yes, sir. I have a high touch. Where's my wristband. I need to touch CL. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what I think happened because I was a good person at the end of the show, we like a few fans were like waiting outside after the show because Dara was there too. So CL and Dara walked out and took a picture with us, like a group picture. I have no idea what happened to this picture. She has never put it anywhere. We all probably look at like all 15 of us probably look a hot mess in the picture, which is why I think CL took it upon herself to not put it anywhere because she was like, let me protect these fans. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we got a picture with CL and Dara. I've never seen it, but it exists. I know so many idols probably have taken pictures of us and videos of us and we have no idea yeah because when they come out those vans at the end of the show and it's all tinted mm-hmm. you know you be seeing the flash of light uh-huh you be seeing something going on I you know, know the idol phones were on we're on yeah. so many idols phones I, I just know. don't know you just don't know because I know we be waiting we be waiting and it depends on how strong of a fan you are. Are you going to wait until 2 a.m.? 2 a.m. in the morning for them to come outside. And I'll tell you this. Some of us did wait. <laughs> so the longest I've ever waited outside after a show was with Deb for GD. And Deb, I left like, y'all. Because I was like, ultimate bias. y'all at this moment. Yes, I was like over <laughs> it. My she feet was killing me. <laughs> But me I and love GD, waited. but GD was not my ultimate. So I was like, it's time to go. He's not my ultimate, guys. It's time to go. <laughs> I yeah, said, I I'll meet want, you back. I didn't want to leave Dev on the streets <laughs> waiting for GD because Dev would have Dev would have waited all night. Oh, I know Dev loves GD. Dev would have been like, I'll see y'all next morning, right? When y'all have to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we because when y'all came this. back, I was already in bed. Yeah, you were already asleep. <laughs> getting ready to sleep. <laughs> so I was like, I love GD, but I need rest. Because mm-hmm. most of these concerts we went on, it's standing. It's standing in line. It's basically yeah, what it is. Stand now. Standing. It's what it is. They need to start getting venues with chairs, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm so serious. We're getting too old for GA. Give us a chance to at least have the chair option, okay? Yes. Because I almost to freaking stand and wait in line because no one honors that stuff no more. Used to be days when people used to honor you. They knew you that was around you and you come back. People look at you like you're crazy nowadays. <laughs> wait, we're getting off topic. Okay. <laughs> we're going to do okay. a whole episode about concerts. Yeah, yeah. Because we, like we said, we've been to way too many. Yes. But yeah, being a multi-stand, you definitely like go broke on concerts. There you was had a period to- of time where we were going to at least one concert a month. It was no, bad. no, no. We were going back to back weekly stuff. Yeah, I was debating whether or not I was going to get fired at one point. <laughs> I know I was taking off so many days of work. I was in my head was like, I'm going to get fired at this point because I've been taking off Fridays. Like it ain't nothing. None of these concerts wanted to be on a weekend. It would be middle of a, like a Tuesday. Who and does a Wednesday and York. think it's okay? A I don't Wednesday. live in New York. I got to travel. Like, I used to think, okay, maybe if I take a half a day, I try to race there. But that means I can't be no GA. I have to get mm-hmm. seats. Yeah. And when they don't have the seat option, I can't get there. 
<laughs> I'm literally gonna be in the back by the time I get there. So you also have the debate about which group do you truly love at this moment when you're broke. When yes, it comes as to a multi-stand fan, it's all about you gotta depend groups. because when groups all decide to have comebacks at the same time, you gotta decide which album is worth it. Mm-hmm. Which ones when you truly are buying them, you gotta really decide. Do you have the funds to do this? That's when your honesty has to come out. When you say, like, even though it's your bias, you don't have to like everything your bias does, everything your bias group does. I know there's some songs by groups that I love there's some songs that I skip if they come on shuffle I skip because I have erased those songs from my memory and I will stick with the ones I love yes there are so many groups that I love to death but if you were to ask me about their songs I'll literally give you all different answers because not Mm -hmm. every group I'm gonna say I love their songs (laughs) to death I love oh, every Deb day. have a whole debate every single time Two Moons comes on from XO. Yeah. Deb loves Two Moons. I think that song should be left in obscurity. But mm. a part of me, like, in some songs, I will, like, I will skip in the car, but I will yeah. jam to at a concert. Yeah, because I'm going to be honest with you. There's, there's one group that comes to mind for me when it comes to how much I love this group. This group is in my top, my top five bias groups when I think about it. And I think about all the years I have put in because I'm taking out the groups that are not in this category, which is Shiny and Super Junior. They're eternal. Eternal, in my opinion, I'm never going to group them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even, they're not on the list. They're, they're their internal. Own they're in their own category their own of category. eternal level. Same with Big Bang. <laughs> eternal for life for me so well, who is this group got seven got, oh oh got yeah seven. Oh, how seven. i love we have, how many got seven though. concerts did we go to <laughs> we tried to go to everything but at we one went, point like, three the last one we both looked at each other was like no <laughs> we were like no <laughs> We really love like, got seven, you guys. Is, like is we Brandon love them as one? people. <laughs> they are they are lovely people. We have met, gotten high touches with them on multiple occasions. Lovely people. I don't know about the music. I, the I music <laughs> is not that is bad. I just know it's not for me. Yeah, it's not personally. For us. I, the last got seven song I loved was "If You Do," and that was a errors. That was ago. forever ago. So long ago. I love them though. And I look forward to all their stuff with AOMG and whatnot. I look forward to it. I look forward to everything. Them as a group, them as solo albums. So Jackson, I love as a solo artist. I truly do. In the beginning, I was questionable, you know, about (laughs) this this music direction he was going in, but he proved me wrong. He was like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. He's trying to be a rapper when he's just a person who raps. I think he realized that. I think he he wanted to try still. He wanted to try. And, and try I think he, he did. Found he tried. Was that work for him? And I'm loving the style. I'm loving the style of music that he's at now. But when I think about all the God Seven songs, I truly go crazy for If You Do. Yeah, If You Do. And um, you know a song I like forgot about and found on Apple Music. 
uh what was it confession song confession song yes uh the one where um they got the high schoolers to confess to each other oh i love that one too that's i hardly so ever count cute. it as like part of like an album thing i always count it like a special thing like a special occasion song <laughs> yeah but it's like it, if i had to pick a, a got seven song like i said they have a lot of songs but like those are the ones that i like <laughs> Yeah, because for me, I, I love everything about what they do. Watch variety shows of them. Watch oh, everything. I was variety shows. When they first debuted, I was there literally like, yes, this new group from JYP, yes. The concept, I was just like, oh, okay. Little girls, baby band girls, girls, girls. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> And then what was the that was stop, stop it, the overalls? Oh. oh, oh. The Jackson haircuts. Oh, no way. <laughs> Oh that. man, that was an the error. But I, I like the song. But sometimes, and what helps me decide, like as a multi stand, who I'm gonna follow for this comeback, for this comeback season, is the video. Because sometimes a video will ruin a good song. Yes. Some songs you just need to hear. You don't need a visual. I mean, when it comes to "Sorry, Sorry" by Super Junior, I don't ever need that envy in my head is all they're doing is dancing in a box sm's whole era of the dance in a box videos i it was hearing it i was loving it when i finally watched the mv i was just like oh let's go back to variety shows <laughs> okay <laughs> let's go back to variety shows when they're singing this because this was not it <laughs> oh see me and another friend we have a whole debate because she loves super junior and we have a whole debate that super junior had a whole era where all their songs and videos were the exact same thing. So we had Sorry, Sorry, Mr. Simple, Bonamata. Those are all the same song and all the same video. You could switch the audio and put a different video and nobody would know the difference. Because they were literally the same, honestly. Even I noticed it and I was just like... I still love all of those songs. but I, mean, I love the them for song. what it is. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm okay with if you got to recycle... And you can still make a hit off of recyclables. That's <laughs> it. If you can make a hit, you can make a hit. Mm -hmm. But when it doesn't look or sound good, I'm going to be like, nah, nah, mm -hmm. that was not it, guys. That was not it. That was not it. <laughs> so also yeah. being a multi-fan, there are times when you wonder to yourself, do I have to sit here and defend everything? <laughs> yeah, you cannot defend everything. I, there are times where I have to sit around and wonder about these fan wars and wonder to myself, what the hell are y'all talking about? Are right, I do, I do not understand fan wars. <laughs> Just listen to the music and go about your day. I don't get it. Like, we're over here debating whether or not who is better when they're all good in their exactly. own way they're See, not those are people, all exactly the same <laughs> those are people who have too much time on their hands like i'm a multi like we're multi-stand fans but you know what else i have a, a job a 40 hour a week job because i'm grown these I are was, like little kids that's why i can't do stan twitter like i'm a multi-stand fan which is why i cannot do stan twitter stan twitter is for people who are hardcore fans of like one group or two three groups when you like 20 groups, you don't have time to be defending 
20 different groups with probably like five members each. That's a hundred goddamn people I got to defend. I'm not defending everybody. And, and plus, maybe I they can't trust everybody defense. movements. Yeah, you know? I, I don't know what they're they got doing. lives too. How am I supposed to know everything they've been doing? And maybe <laughs> they, they need ate to be morning. defended. Maybe like, they need to be dragged. Depends on what they, they did. Be dragged for what they did. Yes. Let your faith be dragged sometimes. I know. I so have grow and learn so as a person. I have still been a fan of. I will drag them in a heartbeat for what they yeah. did. I'm not going to defend everything. Exactly. As a you real fan, <laughs> you know when your bias messed up. Yes. Like, you and, let them, well, back in the day, you let them go reflect for however long that yeah, took. That reflecting period. That reflecting <laughs> period. What happens to reflection? Group members don't reflect anymore, they just disappear for a little bit. Because social hiatus. media can track them a lot easier now. <laughs> so yeah, back then they were reflecting how we thought they were f- reflecting because there wasn't cameras around. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. There were no cameras. So they just went to reflect. Yeah. And some of them still ain't learned. Remember, Kangen had a DUI, went to the military to reflect, came out, got another DUI. He, he was problematic. Shit. He was the definition of problematic. I never saw him as substance to Super Junior. I understand he's OG, but I was never looking for Kong in, in any of the videos for dancing or singing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll well, leave I, it I at that. Not even the acting stuff either. So never cared for him. <laughs> in this house, we love Shiwan and Hecho. He chill, Shiwan are it. And and hey exists. And hey exists. <laughs> I don't ship on a daily basis. I don't ship all the time, but this ship right here. Oh, that's a whole me. other episode. Ships. <laughs> we can make a whole episode out of that. I know. But yeah, being a multi-stand, you got to pick and choose your battles. Some things are not worth it. Try to decide on your financial statements. Right. <laughs> But what you're going to go broke for. What you're going to invest in emotionally and what you're going to invest in financially. Because you can choose. Because EXO has scarred me so much. (laughs) EXO was that group that literally got rid of members so fast after they debuted. That got me like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. I'm not prepared. You just got rid of one. There's another one on the way. (laughs) Yeah, like you, you can't mean? get invested. I was there when they started the whole video concept of revealing a member each moment. And I was literally like, my heart, my mm-hmm. heart invested a whole year of predictions of who was going to be in the group revealing. And then people started dropping like flies. I was just, for a whole period of time, I was just like, I don't know why I'm here still See, in this but that's group. one of like the good things about being a multi-stand too. When one group hurts you, you got like 10 more to choose from. I know. Like this you group isn't heal. hurting me right now. I'm going to go listen to your stuff to see what you guys are up to. Because that know, group over there is trying to get stuff together. You can together. take a break from the heartache. Yeah. And I definitely had to take a break from the heartache with EXO because they were hurting me. Because I had to I, take a break from EXO. I had to take a break from Girls' Generation after Jessica left. That one destroyed me too. Because I noticed it. I truly did. But I didn't want to see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I 
didn't want to see the problem, but I knew what the problem was. <laughs> it was in my face, but I never wanted to accept it until they said, guys, we can't hide it anymore. And I was like, I know. <laughs> Did they so accept what it left, is? When Jessica left, I, I left pretty yeah. much. And honestly, for me, being a multi-fan of actual groups that are most of them are from second generation honestly yeah most of the groups I have stand and I'm gonna say this now it's not that I don't like girl groups it's the fact that all my girl groups are gone they're right? gone. we lost sister for I lost everyone girls I, day I lost everyone I even like miss a even though I didn't I didn't follow them that hardcore but I still like Miss A songs mm-hmm. and then they were gone too I was literally left with solo artists or just no one at this right? point <laughs> like and I, I was, was literally not, just like, at I wasn't one catching point, up on new groups so I had point, nobody I was just, to replace just sitting the there I was wondering losing. who was gonna be next every mm-hmm. time a contract gets renewal my heart literally goes please don't go <laughs> I know it's time for y'all to go, but don't go. <laughs> it 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 was hard being a fan. And for me, during the era that I liked, I'm left with hardly any girl groups that I stand because right now it's it's hard to stand girl groups. I'm gonna be honest with you, because uh, see Everglow. I, uh-uh. I just can't Everglow music Dreamcatcher alone. and Luna own my heart right now. It's hard for me just to stand the music alone because I more connect with them as people than what they're producing. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Twice music and Blackpink music, them as people is just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. Their, their personalities aren't for me. We said this was an honest podcast, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, outside of the stage they're all just cute and bubbly and I'm like not here for that (laughs) I'm not here for that cute bubbly energy all the time and that's why you gotta go dark with Dreamcatcher you gotta balance it out yeah I do but it's hard for me to get into new girl groups (laughs) Steven you you will like Dreamcatcher I think you will like Luna and you will like Everglow Everglow is amazing i love actually everglow is up there that's the one group i really do need to start focusing on because their comebacks are slaying man yes i like every single title song they have released i love every single one i didn't think i was gonna get into them like we went to kcon expecting us to see them on the east coast and we were so disappointed when they didn't show up because we went to the full fan meet thing like Mm -hmm. We, we want to be fans, you know, guys, we're here to learn. And uh-huh. we just found out they're not going to be there. And then they were just like, well, since they're not going to be here, do y'all want to sit here and just talk it out? And I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, ever you were like Everglow. Like before we started this podcast, I was, before we like started recording, they just released a blind dance practice version of their oh uh, latest song first. But on, they only blindfolded half of them. So three people could see and three people, three people could not see. When I tell you, it was the funniest thing. Oh, I, I, like, I was laughing out loud because just to watch them struggle. 
to watch them <laughs> struggle to figure out where they're going. And then you got the members that could see direct and traffic. Oh, it was great. See, but they they said, oh, it's dangerous. So we're going to blindfold three people. Luna, so Luna has 12 members, but one of the members was gone for uh, personal reasons. So Luna also did a blindfold of her dance practice of their song with 11 people and everybody was blindfolded and they were fine. Everglow was being, uh-uh. Everglow, I needed one with everybody blindfolded for my entertainment. Please they got to practice that. They didn't practice to be blindfolded. See, but the Luna one, like some people cheated. Like Eve just walked off to the side and just stood there because she didn't want to bump into anybody. But they probably practice better, you know, or they know it that well. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm sorry, yeah, but I don't think it. every group could literally stand there and be blindfolded and know what they're doing <laughs> when you like practice a dance over a hundred times you you do kind of just know it you yeah, tell that to certain groups that do random shuffles and still mess up oh the random play dance and they still <laughs> i remember weekly idol had a whole segment it's your song why can't you dance to it that was a whole award at their uh, award show that they, that they did like gd was on there and gd literally stood there like this is my song this is my song. I never heard this in my life. <laughs> and Mr. Junior was like, how many members do we have at this time? Right. And they don't know where their spot is because yeah, like, every single time they come lose a member. Or not. They got to change the arrangement, change the, the lineup. I know. It was so many things. But we're getting close to our closing of our podcast for today Bria. yes it's so be a multi-stand at your own risk you can yes. choose to be multi-stand or you can pick one group but just know when that group hurts you because eventually every group will hurt you you need somewhere else to go yeah so be and a you need to learn how to heal from it yes you need to understand whether or not you can forgive everything or not forgive you know right some stuff you don't have to forgive some stuff maybe you do want to forgive and that's up to you <laughs> right your choice your life your choice yeah i can't live it none of us can live your life but yourself yep exactly so we choose to be multi-stand fans yeah that way i always have a group to listen to i truly do because i've been waiting on big bang forever still big waiting bang 21 i'm still waiting big bang I'm so serious. Y'all all are out the army. Okay. The scandal has been years from now. Okay. We got, we got time for <laughs> something. I got other groups I'm looking at, but I'm still like side-eyeing y'all. Like, come on guys. <laughs> right. I'm side-eyeing. Yes. Okay. So Bria, our last thing you want to inform everybody where to catch us on social media <laughs> so follow us on social media t- on twitter at on these podcasts and on instagram at your neighborhood on these so follow us on social media if you like this episode we'll have more episodes with more topics uh, we're going to be talking about concert do's and don'ts we're going to be talking about uh some bad english and k-pop or our favorite english lines We're going to talk about what to do when your bias messes up because your bias will mess up eventually. Like nobody's perfect. 
We're going to talk about scandals and rappers and all the things. So subscribe if you like this podcast. Yes. And you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Apple. What is Apple's called again? Just Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. You know, anywhere you can find a podcast, we're most likely going to be there because we're going to be putting this on anchor and we're going to shoot it out to all the podcast channels mm-hmm. I hope so it you gets can find us there to get a listen on this podcast and to keep up to date social media is there just to link us to anchor and you can also support us on anchor in any way you choose okay <clears throat> so we're going to be closing out the episode but before we do, you can read our disclaimer in the beginning. But like we said, this is going to be on an honest podcast and some honest feelings and opinions. Rhea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, it's going to be a nice, honest podcast. Uh, so we'll, we'll see you guys next week. So yeah, follow us on social media. We, we're going to upload probably every Monday or Tuesday, probably Tuesday. Uh, Better by BTS is not it. I said what I said. Goodbye. Thank you. Do not (laughs) add us. Do not add me. Do not come for me. Goodbye. Yes, we said what we said, guys. Bye.